Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the ProWrestling.net All Access Daily Podcast for Tuesday, March 14th, 2017. I am Jason Powell on the site today. Will Pruitt's pause review of last night's WWE Raw. We should also have the Raw viewership and maybe the ratings information available a little bit later on today, as well as live coverage of WWE SmackDown and 205 Live this evening. Coming up after the break for non-members, we're going to discuss what's in store for those two shows, as well as look back at last night's WWE Raw. WWE SmackDown Live features something other than a number one contenders match for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania for the first time in, I think, roughly a month. Unfortunately, they haven't told us uh, any matches yet as of this update, but uh, they are hyping the follow-up to the Shane McMahon and AJ Styles angle that was filmed after last week's uh, number one contenders match, at least the latest number one contenders match. And so it looks like they will be setting up the AJ Styles and Shane McMahon match that uh, is expected. Uh, You can join me for live coverage on ProWrestling.net Live tonight as the show airs on USA Network at 7 Central, 8 Eastern Time. I'm uh, flip-flopping roles with Jake Barnett this evening. He had a conflict, and so I will be doing the live coverage of uh, SmackDown, and Jake will be handling the uh, WWE SmackDown hit list on Wednesday, so be sure to check back for that. 205 Live has a five-way elimination match to determine Neville's challenger for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship at WrestleMania. This match features Austin Aries, TJ Perkins, Akira Tozawa, Brian Kendrick, and Tony Nese. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. Uh, you could make an argument that, like, Aries or Tozawa are too new to the division, maybe shouldn't be involved. My my issue is actually with uh, Nice. <laughs> it, uh, it's, you know, they've been doing a little something with him lately, and I encourage that. It's not that I don't think the guy has talent. It's uh, he's He just was kind of one of the three heels that lost all of the time. He's lost far more than he's won since the division was launched. Uh, Drew Gulak and Arya Davari seem like they were uh, the other two uh, who have uh, just lost a bunch of matches, and so it just kind of seems odd that suddenly Tony Nese is in this match. Uh, the uh, match outcome does feel pretty heavily foreshadowed, but uh, it, it should still be a fun time uh, because the last time WWE did this, uh, they had a five-way elimination match on 205 Live. I think it's still my favorite edition that they've had. Uh, there was a little more mystery regarding the outcome of that match, and who knows, maybe they'll throw us for a loop. Uh, they can still, you know, I, I assume Eric Austin Aries is going to win and uh, to set up his uh, match with Neville for uh, WrestleMania, but it uh, doesn't mean they can't uh, do some sort of a little swerve or a hiccup or something along the way. Either way, I think it should be a really fun match, and, and I'm curious to see how it holds up in comparison to the last time they did a five-way elimination match. You can join Zach Zimmerman for live coverage of 205 Live tonight right after SmackDown uh, at .net, 
and uh, Zach will be by with a member-exclusive audio review tomorrow. Uh, in fact, the plan is I will be by uh, either late tonight or uh, tomorrow morning at some point with an, an all-access audio review of WWE SmackDown Live. So 205 Live for the members, and uh, you guys are going to get WWE SmackDown Live this week. Uh, speaking of the members, they are listening to my 47-minute audio review of WWE Raw from last night. They are also listening to the Q&A audio show that I did on Monday, the Ring of Honor uh, 15th anniversary pay-per-view audio review that I did on, on Friday night. And over the weekend, the Progress Wrestling Chapter 44 show was reviewed by Hayden Gleed and Darren Gutteridge. The members hear audio reviews of WWE SmackDown, WWE Raw, 205 Live, NXT, Ring of Honor Television, and Impact Wrestling on a weekly basis, not to mention all of the major pay-per-views covered in audio form as well. Uh, they also hear our flagship show, .NET Weekly, this week. Jake Barnett will be my co-host. We'll be discussing all the news of the week for WWE Impact Wrestling. There's been a lot going on there. And if we have some time, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about Ring of Honor. I'm curious to know what Jake has to say about uh, recent developments there with some of the additions to the roster. And also, uh, see, I, I'm guessing he saw the 15th anniversary show. I guess I haven't asked him yet. I certainly did. So uh, you can join us on the ad-free version of ProWrestling.net by visiting the main page. Once you're there, Look for the sign-up area. Very easy to spot right there on the main page. Click in there. Three different pricing options. $7.50 gets you in the door for one month. And what a month it is. WrestleMania month. And if you want to save yourself some money, sign up for six months. That'll bring the price down a little bit. Save yourself the most amount of money. Lock yourself into an annual membership, which brings the price down to an average of $5.50 per month. You're knocking $2 off your monthly price just by signing up on an annual basis. Again, more details available on the main page at ProWrestling.net. As we like to do on Tuesdays, it is time to get into my WWE Raw hit list. This is As It Appears on the main page of ProWrestling.net. It's a longer form article. Not everybody has time to listen to everything longer form. I will tell you that if you've already read it, well, feel free to listen to it. But if you want to skip ahead, I'm going to be talking about next week's Raw main event, the Bring It to the Table show. And also, I have some thoughts on a match I would go with at WrestleMania rather than the one I think they are going with. A little teaser for my Raw bonus thoughts. It'll be coming up after the WWE Raw hit list. As always, let's start with the WWE Raw hit. Seth Rollins, Triple H, Mick Foley, and Stephanie McMahon. An excellent final segment that made Foley look like a star rather than a mopey authority figure. Triple H and Stephanie hit hard with their comments on Foley, and one has to hope that he wouldn't have it any other way. Foley incorporated realism into his promos during his in-ring days. Uh, those promos... We're not as mean-spirited as uh, the heels lines were here, but uh, Hunter and Stephanie going so hard at him made it feel realistic and personal. And the Rollins return was great. Uh, Rollins dropping the crutch and then showing off his new Kingslayer shirt before he ended up hitting the ring was perfect. Uh, the segment told the fans that Rollins is good to go for WrestleMania, and Triple H attacking that bad knee afterward put him right back in a sympathetic position. The next hit is Roman Reigns and Shawn Michaels. The surprise appearance of Michaels came out of nowhere and was terrific. This wasn't corny dad joke telling H.B. Shizzle. This was the legendary Shawn Michaels holding court. Michaels using his own history with Undertaker to let Reigns know what he's in for at WrestleMania made for compelling television. Reigns came off as prickly, but he didn't say anything overly heelish that they can't walk back if they don't intend to turn him heel. The next hit is Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Heyman paid homage to the late Howard Cosell's call of the George Foreman and Joe Frazier fight from 1973, 
I was five months old at the time of this fight, uh, but Cosell's call is just so iconic that it can be mentioned in the same breath as Al Michaels exclaiming, do you believe in miracles after the 1980 USA hockey team defeated the Russians? Uh, Michael Cole summed up the story of the promo well by pointing out the difference that one F5 made for the confidence of Lesnar and Heyman. The real message was that the beast is back. Uh, Here's hoping they can come up with, with a way to make the WWE Universal Championship feel significant. It's being portrayed as if Lesnar is more focused on avenging his loss to Goldberg than winning the brand's top title. The next hit is Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens against Chris Jericho and Sami Zayn. The match was kept short, and fans were left wanting to see Jericho get his revenge on Owens. It will be fun to see the build over the next two weeks in terms of how they go about putting heat on Owens going into their match. It would be nice if they could make the U.S. Championship feel more important. At this point, it feels like Owen wants it only to get revenge on Jericho for costing him the Universal Championship, not because it's a title he covets. Notice a trend with the uh, men's title belts? The next hit is Dana Brooke turning on Charlotte. The fans cheered and chanted Brooke's name when she finally had enough of Charlotte's abuse. It worked well on this night, and it gives Raw viewers another babyface that they were really lacking in the women's division. Meanwhile, I like the finish of Sasha Banks being called out by Corey Graves for barely grabbing the tights of Brooke. It wasn't an aggressive tight grab, yet it was another questionable move on Sasha's road to a potential heel turn on Bailey. The final hit... Brian Kendrick and Tony Nese against Akira Tozawa and TJ Perkins, and it's a minor hit for good action from the Cruiserweight tag match. You had to know Nice was going over in an attempt to justify his inclusion in tonight's five-way elimination match. While WWE should do more with him, it felt like it was uh, too little too late to validate the placement of a guy who has uh, lost more matches than he's won. And now we are into the Raw misses, and we will start with Enzo Amore and Big Cass against Sheamus and Cesaro for a Raw tag title shot at WrestleMania. Oddly enough, this was the only thing WWE bothered to advertise in advance. It's going to be interesting to see if that hurts them from a viewership standpoint. Uh, It was hardly a surprise to see Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson get involved to set up the triple threat at WrestleMania. However, it was eye-rolling to see Gallows and Anderson be put in the position to act like they were the only people in the world who didn't realize their actions would lead to both teams getting a shot at WrestleMania. The next miss is Big Show and uh, Titus O'Neil, another minor miss. Poor Big Show had to settle for working with Titus O'Neil rather than Shaquille O'Neal. The miss is for WWE failing to do anything meaningful with Show, coming out of his highly entertaining main event with Braun Strowman. And I'll add to that by saying that, you know, maybe they did have something in mind with with, with Shaq, and uh, that's why they really haven't followed up with much for Big Show. But it is a shame that uh, he's been directionless since then. The next miss is Bailey and Nia Jax in a non-title match. My issue is more with the setup than the actual match. Nia complained to Stephanie and Mick Foley about not being in the title match at WrestleMania. Stephanie didn't put her in the title match or even give her a chance to get into the title match, yet Jax was suddenly satisfied and even happy about facing Bailey in a meaningless showcase match. Final miss, and it's a minor one, Austin Aries and Arya Davari. It just it was a minor miss for Aries' first Raw match. Last week's Chicago crowd was hot for Austin, getting physical with Neville, but the Detroit crowd felt pretty lukewarm for this match. If they wanted to get Aries off to a hot start, why not put him on earlier in the show when the crowd is livelier? We'll see how it plays out tonight, but it also feels like WWE is going overboard and foreshadowing Aries as the winner of that five-way to challenge for Neville's championship at WrestleMania. And now let's get into my bonus thoughts on Raw. WWE announced last night that Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman will meet in the main event of next week's show, and it's a really good main event to advertise, but I don't think they went 
aggressive enough in doing so. Keep in mind, this was like one of the top matches on the Fastlane show, so this should be positioned as like a marquee match for Raw, not get the same kind of hype that they gave Sheamus and Cesaro against Enzo and Big Cass in the number one contenders match for this week's show. Um, now, this time, as far as how things, I expect things to play out, I, you know, everyone was questioning whether Undertaker was going to get involved in Fastlane. I could definitely see that happening here. Uh, it's in a big market, in you know, one of WWE's big markets in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we're close to WrestleMania. I, I don't think we're going to get a clean finish here. I'd be really surprised. I mean, they, they don't want Reigns losing clean before his match with Taker. And I think it would be a mistake to have Strowman lose clean again. But, I, you know, still, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing just what they have in mind for this. Uh, the Dana Brooke turn. You know, I, I touched on it in the hit list, but I will say, you know, it, it, yeah, it works in the moment. It gives WWE another baby face, and they desperately need that. I know Will Pruitt in his pause review today brought up the idea of, uh, of pairing her with Emma again as Keels. But again, it's just kind of there's a shortage of baby faces. And, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing that uh, that, that pair down the road because that is what WWE had in mind uh, before was it uh, Emma ended up uh, suffering the injury. Uh, but I, I got to say, and it, it might be something they need to go to at, you know, sooner rather than later, because I do have concerns about Brooke playing a babyface role. She plays a really loud and obnoxious heel role well. We haven't heard much from her lately, but I, I don't know. Can she tone it down and come off like a likable babyface? I'm not sure. Um, she just has a very boisterous personality. It may be a challenge. Now, there's also a, a chance that... Well, they take that loud and boisterous personality and they find a way to make it work as a babyface. I, I guess I'm kind of curious to see how it goes. But uh, it was an interesting move. And, uh, I mean, you, they really seemed to be building up to it a while ago. And then it just uh, kind of went on the back burner and this time just really felt like it came out of nowhere. Uh, I did listen more than watch. I need to uh, watch the whole thing over again. Uh, I'm talking about the uh, Bring It to the Table show that aired on WWE Network. I was just kind of doing some work and had it on in the background. So I read staring more at my computer screen than I was actually watching the show. But um, it, it seemed like, and again, I do want to watch this again uh, from start to finish, just to give it my undivided attention, but it, it kind of came off like it was more of the same with the panelists kind of basically justifying just about everything the company does and, you know, shooting down uh, those those damn Internet fans and all of that. I, I would say, the you know, the one exception that I caught was JBL and Corey Graves both saying that they feel like 205 Live. The, the issues there is that they need more wrestling on the show. Uh, I know they mentioned uh, they didn't, you know, like they were citing things like the Jack Gallagher duel and Alicia Fox eating roses. And yeah, Alicia Fox eating roses was silly. But, it, you know, the, the duel thing was funny. And maybe it was JBL who said it, I don't remember. But I just remember Graves was the guy who was acting super excited about it on commentary. So, you know, I don't know if that, that just shows... Again, it may be JBL. I don't want to read too much into that. But um, they made it seem like, again, it, it should just be all this straightforward wrestling on the show. And they're talking about the Cruiserweight Classic. And I think that plays well to the internet crowd to say that. The funny thing is, and this is kind of a role reversal of, of what people would assume for, you know, someone in my position to kind of... Uh, if you would have guessed... WWE on-air personalities or a guy who runs a pro wrestling website. One of them wants nothing but wrestling. The other is saying, hey, you got to sprinkle in some uh, some character development and and a little bit of, uh, you got to have a little more in wrestling on the show. Which would you have, uh, which, which one would you have assumed would have said that? I think I know the answer, but I, I mean, they, they do need more of it. it it's funny because 
the truth is that the segments, like you know, some of the ones I mentioned, like the duel. Those- hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Those are the things that are getting over on the show. Uh, now, again, I haven't been a big fan of, like, Alicia Fox going really over the top with some of the silliness that uh, that they've done with her. But it's certainly made Noam Dar stand out. If you're someone who knows Noam Dar from the indie scene, you might be down on this, but... He's one of the more identifiable personalities on 205 Live. And, you know, can they tone down some of the Alicia Fox stuff? Yes, but he plays his role well. I, I look forward to his segments. That duel with Gallagher and Ari Davari was like the one of the high points of, of, at that point in 205 Live. It just was outside the box. It was something different. It helped Gallagher establish his personality. I thought Davari did a good job as a keel in his work during that as well. And so, you know, I, I think you... You need some of this to establish who the characters are. It doesn't have to be as over the top as duels and eating roses. I'm not. I'm not advocating that. But I, I think 205 Live at its worst is when it is just like three random matches thrown together. There's really no purpose for it. There's really no fallout from it. If you're lucky, you get a number one contenders match. Tonight's an exception. We get a five way number one contenders. That'll that'll eat up a lot of time and will be a lot of fun. But seriously, like when they say a three match cruiserweight showcase. Great. Yuck. In fairness to to JBL and Graves, perhaps they have a different idea about how they would showcase the wrestling, and that's fair. You know, if you want to point to the way it was done in 205 Live, or on, on, I'm sorry, on the Cruiserweight Classic, but even then, there was a lot of basic character development, thanks to the broadcast team, for one, but also uh, because of some of the video packages that, that they aired. And so, yeah, I don't think that 205 Live is uh, going to be at its best if it's just, hey, it's... Uh, Tony Nese, Arya Davari, and Drew Gulak facing three baby faces in singles matches. There's just been way too much of that. And I know you, you could pick better matches. Still, I want to. I want to know who these people are. I, I, I want the characters to be defined, and, and I think some of that has to happen before you can start going too heavy on the wrestling product, or you're really going to just kind of. Uh, you're, well, you're going to be stuck with the crowd that cares about wrestling, wrestling, and nothing but wrestling. That's it. And, and I think they, even though it's on the network. They should be trying to appeal to a broader audience than that. Uh, The final thing today, I I don't think this is going to happen. I talked about this last night in my Raw audio review, and I think it bears repeating. I would actually prefer to see a tag match rather than Seth Rollins against Triple H at WrestleMania. I would actually go Hunter teaming with Samoa Joe against Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. I think the story of Rollins and Balor teaming together is an interesting one because if you recall, you know, Seth gave him uh, the, well, we would call it the buckle bomb and said it was into the uh, barricade and that's what caused uh, Balor's injury. And then, of course, Seth snickered at uh, Balor after he had to forfeit the championship and all of that. So I think we were all expecting when Balor comes back, he's going after heel Rollins. Well, heel Rollins is now babyface Rollins. And I think the idea that they could go with is one of you know, one of a couple ways that they could do this. Um, I, I think you could say that they actually bonded over going through similar things. You know, Seth with uh, with, with this knee injury concern, they could certainly tell the story that they talked off camera and, and uh, they've been bonding that way. Or, I like this one even more, 
They can have Stephanie McMahon. Put them together as a team. Uh, I mean, you could have Mick Foley do it, but I kind of like the idea that it's uh, you know it's Triple H's wife putting them together. And then the idea is that uh, you know obviously she knows there's, there's friction between the two, so it's an advantage for Hunter. And and at that point, if they want to play this up, they certainly can. But I think the speculation will be there either way amongst a, a good portion of the fans. I think the question becomes whether not just can they coexist, but I. Does it lead to the does it lead to Balor potentially turning and joining Hunter, perhaps even as like a leader of a new club like faction? Uh, you have Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens obviously aligned with Triple H. I've already said you could do something with Gallows and Carl Anderson if you wanted to make it a kind of a bigger group. So I mean, I, I whether that even if they want to keep Balor as a babyface. I think that would get people thinking, like, oh, how's this going to go? I think that's pretty intriguing. And you can, in the tag match, you get Samoa Joe and you get Finn Balor on the WrestleMania card. Joe can be protected during the match. He can be the guy that looks like the badass when he's in there. Hunter is the guy that I assume he was going to do the job for Seth Rollins in a singles match. He can do the job here. And, you know, I think everything that they want to accomplish in a singles match gets accomplished. But you also have a little more intrigue than just, uh, well, Hunter against Rollins straight up. Uh, So that's a match I would like to see. Um, I don't really want to see two singles matches there. Now, the reason I don't think it will happen, I'm guessing, you know, Hunter and Rollins want to have their singles match. It's something that was on the card or, you know, on the books for last year's WrestleMania. And then Seth was injured. And so I'm guessing they're just going to want to go ahead and have their singles match. But... Something to think about. Finally today, folks, please remember, subscribe to our daily podcast. Take a moment and rate and review us on iTunes or anywhere else that allows such reviews. It is always appreciated, and you are helping spread the word about this podcast and ProWrestling.net in general. Uh, Give us a quick retweet when I post the link at ProWrestling.net. That is another way to help spread the word. So big thanks to everybody who's already done that. I will be back uh, tomorrow, either late night uh, tonight or uh, tomorrow at some point with my full-on review of WWE SmackDown Live. So until then, take care.